0: morning. It's Friday, August 23rd, the last day of 2019 that is not contained within the FBS football season, and you are listening to the College Football Daily, dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news, all within 15 minutes or fewer. My name is Connor Tapp, and I'll be joined later by 24-7 Sports College Sports editor, Trey Scott. We've got two FBS games on Saturday evening: Arizona at Hawaii and Florida at Miami, squaring off in Orlando. Khalil Tate and the Wildcats are eleven-point road favorites, and the number eight Gators are favored by a touchdown against the Hurricanes. On Thursday's edition of the Twenty Four Seven Sports College Football Show, Trey Scott, whose voice you'll hear first, discussed the Sunshine State showdown with Barton Simmons, Josh Ayler, and myself. I, got, I think Florida's right for the upset here. Really? I'm not picking them. But
1: I, I think if it was anyone who I trusted a little bit more than Miami, I would be picking Florida to lose. I, I like Miami. I like Manny Diaz. I like the de- I like the defense. Maybe Jaron Williams is good, but too many questionables here. But this feels like a game in which we're going to learn a lot
2: about both teams. Well, you, you don't say. Week one, week zero. Yeah, we're going to learn a lot about both mm-hmm. teams. I think that's a good analysis. But I think my concern here is. Felipe Franks, who's what, redshirt junior at this point, head to head with the redshirt freshman and Jaron Williams, who <laughs> surprised some by winning the job. I think probably he is the best quarterback on that Miami roster. It was the right move, but he's still, he's still start one. It's still start one on a big stage against a rival, against a really um, good coach at developing and scheming open or. or, or um, allowing a quarterback to be successful in Dan Mullen and Felipe Frank. So I think that's a concern. I think a redshirt freshman starting at right tackle for Miami, a true freshman starting at left tackle for Miami against a Todd Grantham defense that's going to be uh, aggressive, blitzing, um, confusing. Uh, I just think Florida has got um, – I mean, they've got some issues as well on the offensive line. I think it's going to be kind of an ugly, low-scoring game. Uh, but to me, Florida has is, is still got to be considered the, the team to beat here. Is there any scenario where Tate Martell gets in at quarterback? Like maybe quarterback? Yeah, I'm just saying like where he Williams has a short lease. Oh, I don't know. I I would I wouldn't be shocked if there was some sort of. I mean, Ohio State played him last year for goodness sakes as like a pack like a situational quarterback. So I guess there's no reason to think maybe there's not some packages in there for Tate Martell. it strikes me as it would have to be a, a pretty bad performance for uh, Tate Martell to to, to, to play following Jaron Williams getting yanked. I want to see Tate
1: Martell at wide receiver. I I'd love to see that. The internet would explode. You were kind of on that train two weeks ago. Our, uh, our Through the Smoke, Connor, is that the right name for the podcast yep. guys, are kind of saying something this week that – Miami's receivers are talented, but they're not quite grasping the playbook. They're not quite doing what Jaron Williams would like for them to do. Tate Martell could probably help them out in that regard. And I know Connor has something to say about Week Zero. Let me clarify something, Barton. You're giving me crap for saying, yes, we're going to learn about these teams in Week Zero. Sometimes Week Ones are, you know, mirages. What I meant was Florida's weakness offensive line against Miami's defense. Like, we're going to know right now. Yep. Florida's November hopes, basically. We're going to see if that offensive line can hold up against a ferocious pass rush.
0: Agreed. Yeah, so uh, week zero, Miami, Florida, just like thinking about this game all offseason and being excited about a big rivalry game to start the season just really kind of got me thinking, we need, we need college football to get more creative with its scheduling and do more things like Miami and Florida in week zero. A lot of times it feels like college football, like, Every school's just making their own schedules and there's no central planning. And like, it's part, that's part of what makes college football great, but it kind of feels like we're at a point now where we need somebody, whether it's at a conference office or at the NCAA level, saying, all right, we're going to pit cool team against another cool team who people like to see their helmets on the screen. And we're going to kind of stagger this and have it at a different time. It feels like the NFL staggers its season schedule and just kind of its off-season schedule in general so that there's, it feels like there's always an NFL game on or some kind of NFL event thing happening. And I would just like to see college football maybe move a little bit more in that direction. Like bring back the Thursday night games that you just like couldn't turn away from. Like I think about Florida State Clemson and all those Bowden Bowls. It felt like a lot of those were on Thursday nights. I could be wrong. That's what it felt like. Um, But I don't know. I just think we got to mix it up, get creative. I Banner Society today had a story about uh, a coach told them what about playing your bowl games in week 0 solves people not being super interested in bowl, bowl games. games in week 0? Yeah. Like I mean, obviously play, it's like very Like The bowl game from last December. Yep. Well that's I need
2: to I need to take a It's very list complicated well, I mean, yes. and it couldn't work. You make work. an
1: interesting point about like the NFL like the NFL has like a regimented block schedule. I think college football needs to get better at all the games are on at the same time. As far as like all the good games we care about are on at the same time. They need to space it out better.
2: And then um you're calling for a college football commissioner basically. Basically, yeah. yeah. I mean I don't disagree with that. Nick Saban has been calling for one of those for a while.
1: I the the TV r- runs so much it's like we have there's frequently the case that on Saturday, there's only four games you'd care about, and they're all right. at the same time. And that's, the actual primetime game needs to be actually primetime. Like the NFL, there's one game on Sunday night. And that's it. And you're right about Thursday night. It's like the American Athletics show now. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not
0: what it used to be, so. You can watch the full hour-long production of the 24-7 Sports College Football Show by going to youtube.com forward slash 24-7 sports. Welcome back to the College Football Daily. It's now time to go rapid fire through some college football news nuggets. Trey, take it away. I never bought that Virginia Tech actually had
1: a quarterback competition. And sure enough, the Hokies have announced that incumbent starter Ryan Willis has held on to the job. The senior threw for 24 touchdowns last fall. Of course, he was going to keep his job. In other not surprising news, UCF names Notre Dame transfer Brandon Wimbush its starter. And Mississippi State is going to go with Penn State transfer Tommy Stevens. UCF was down to really just Wimbush after Daryl Mack broke his ankle this summer. Those two were battling to replace McKinsey Milton this season. And Stevens left Happy Valley to re- reunite with former offensive coordinator Joe Moorhead in Starkville.
0: Last week, Hugh Freeze was admitted to the hospital after doctors discovered a dangerous strand of staph in his bloodstream and Freeze underwent surgery at the University of Virginia Medical Center. Freeze initially sought medical attention that led to the discovery of the staph bacteria because of back pain related to a herniated disc. Freeze said to ESPN last week that, quote, the doctors told me if it had been another 24 hours, that strand of bacteria could have gotten to my heart and that I would have been fighting for my life. Free still hasn't been given the all clear to return to coaching the Liberty Flames, so he's holed up in a Virginia hotel holding staff meetings and watching streams of practice on his computer. Liberty begins its first season in FBS on Saturday, August 31st, against number 22, Syracuse. Steve Wildfong of 24
1: 7 Sports reports that Tennessee has landed quarterback transfer Kasim Hill from Maryland. He's perhaps best remembered for beating Texas two seasons ago in Austin as the Terps' backup. Hill will sit out this upcoming season. He's a talented former top 247 recruit, but in 10 starts last fall, he completed a dismal 49% of his passes. On the heels of losing the quarterback battle to true freshman Sam Howell, redshirt freshman Cade Fortin of North Carolina is entering the transfer portal. Fortin played in four games last season, preserving that redshirt. The Pac-12 has announced that it will not stage any 9 a.m. Pacific time kickoffs for this season, at least. The idea had been floated as the Pac-12 tries to increase its visibility among an East Coast audience. But the drawback, of course, would be that players have to wake up at like 4 a.m. The high school football season kicks off this weekend and ESPN will broadcast the best and the brightest on its high school football kickoff showcase. Top players to watch include Jordan Birch and Julian Fleming, two top 10 prospects in the 24-7 sports composite for the class of 2020. We have a preview of those games over at 24-7 sports. Really sad news here. Luke Loffenberg, a tight end at UTEP, died Thursday at the age of 21 after a two-year battle with cancer. Luke's the son of former Dallas Cowboy Babe Loffenberg, who tweeted the news out and called his son truly inspirational.
0: That's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend to check us out. Once you've done that, tell an enemy to check us out. For Trey Scott, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you bright and early on Monday for the next episode of the College Football Daily.